Joe. Well, 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 well. Oh, that sounds like a party about to happen, Welcome, guys. ladies and gentlemen, to this fine radio program, podcast, and video extravaganza known internationally Hi, as the world-famous Smoking and Toasting. Welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. You are here with us on, I can't believe I'm saying this, our first nationally syndicated radio edition of Smoking and Toasting. That's pretty amazing. I'm super excited it's about this. It's show number 321. So it took us, uh, it took us what, uh, 320 shows to get here, but we are here. Now, we thought we were going to be on as of last week, but as you know, often goes, these things get delayed and bumped, and and so we're finally on uh, this week. We're on the air everywhere, uh, but last week we had lined up a great special guest for the first uh, for the first on air edition because it was Blair Horler was with us from Four Sixes Brewery, yes, and Four so Sixes awesome. has the whole Yellowstone tie-in. So I was all excited about that. But uh, this week it's Ian and I in the studio. We are on the air everywhere, and we have a lot to talk about. There's so many great new cigars being released. We have a, a, a list of cigars to watch for. Uh, we have a, a 13 strong cigars for the full-bodied ah. smoker that we want to uh, get to. And uh, experts pick the most underrated craft beers. I don't like to think of myself as full-bodied smoker. I like to think of myself <laughs> as big smoke. Big smoke. I yes. like that. I like the big daddy, big smoke, get the <laughs> big daddy smoke. It, it all it all works. Uh, so, yeah. But um, I, I'm excited about this. Uh, uh, experts picking the most underrated craft beers. Ah, there you go. So this, this should be an interesting thing to jump into. And, uh, of course, uh, now that we are on the air everywhere, I want to remind people that our email address is st. At rfcmedia.com. S-T at rfcmedia. S for smoking, T, uh, T for toasting, at rfcmedia.com. And the reason I give that out is if you want to do you know anything, you want to uh, criticize, you want to uh, suggest, you want to uh, ask uh, advice, uh, we're really good with relationship advice, so, uh, so, so know that. Uh, but also, if you just want to contact us and tell us where you live, we will be happy to trade you Texas beers <laughs> from some of the great yes. breweries we know here in Texas be for amazing. beers from where you are. Where, because in some uh, in some cases, you know, obviously the way the liquor laws work, we get to craft beer from some parts of the U.S., well, but not from and others. Not, so. And not just the liquor laws, but like some some uh, some great breweries are just local. And that's right. And, yeah. uh, if you have a local that's amazing, and you can go, there's pick no up way we can get it. Cans you know. to go, but you can't uh, you can't buy it in the store. We've got tons of breweries yeah, here yeah. like that. And so anyway, so it's all going to be great. And of course, uh, for those of you who are hearing us for the first time, we should let you know that against all logic of any kind, the most popular portion of this program is something we do late in the show, and it's called Drinking News. And so right about now, we'd like to give you our Drinking News teaser headline. In my pocket, there's a whole thing of Tic Tacs. Take them. Take them all. Mm, please. That's Eddie Murphy's line in The Golden Child. Do you remember that movie? Not a great movie, but that was a great line. Uh, and I can't believe I've, how old I am now that I've referenced that movie from the 80s from Eddie Murphy. But uh, uh, but yeah, it was. It are was are you still life. rocking out to that old Eddie Murphy album with oh, oh, My the, Girl Likes to oh, Party All the Time? Absolutely. That is the best. That first that Eddie Murphy album. That was produced by uh, Rick James, right? Yeah, I believe it was. I believe it was. So uh, anyway, we'll uh, we'll be getting to that. In my pocket, there's a whole thing of Tic Tacs. Take them. Take 
take them all. There's your teaser headline for uh, for drinking news today. So a lot to talk about. We want to thank Blair uh, Horler of Four Six Brewery for being on the program uh, last week, and we have all kinds of interesting things to taste today as well. We'll be tasting from uh, Mars. From because Mars. They build themselves as the official brewery of Mars. Nice. Uh, they're actually from Austin, Texas. Starbase Brewing Company. Uh, we'll be trying out their Lucky Launch Day Lager. So this is a new one, new brewery for me. I have not had All anything right. from I, these I've guys. I've never heard of them before. I've had beers from this one, though, from Parish Brewing Company in Broussard, Louisiana. Louisiana, baby. We'll be trying their Murphy Double IPA. I believe it's named after their dog. Ooh, one of them's dog. I haven't had that That's either. Exciting, exciting. And then... Um, uh, I, this is one I think you're going to be excited about. From Clown Shoes Beer in Boston, I'm already excited. It's Boston from Massachusetts. Oh, it's going to get better for you, my friend. <laughs> we'll, be, uh, we'll be sampling something they call Josh the Boss Hog. It is a barley wine ale. I love that already. Yeah, yeah. So I knew, I knew you'd be excited. A, Clown Shoes. B, uh, uh, Barley Wine. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, and of course, Josh the Boss Hog's a pretty cool name, too. So uh, a lot of great stuff on the program. And it's tequila time today. We'll be tasting the E. Curetic. Oh, man, I pronounced this right at home. And I just just blew it here. Uh, uh, e, that's the letter E. Curarita. 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 Tequila Añejo from Jalisco, Jalisco, Mexico, of course. So a lot to look forward to on the program today. And I know that uh, it's been a very busy week for me, but I have had the opportunity to uh, smoke a cigar or two. And I'm wondering if you had something interesting that you would like to mention it's from your It's funny you should mention week. that. Mm-hmm. I uh, went by uh, Casa de Monte Cristo this morning since it's right around the corner from where we record this. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's really nice because I stop by there, have a cigar, don't have to think about too much. Mm-hmm. Say hi to the guys. They're super nice over there at the shop. Um and I grabbed uh, an Onyx Bold Nicaragua. Are you familiar with this cigar? I am familiar with that cigar. Yes. This I haven't was, had one in a long time. This is the uh, 5x50 Robusto mm-hmm. with a Mexican San Andreas wrapper, Nicaraguan binder, and Nicaraguan filler. Yeah. A lot of Nicaragua going on in this. Yeah, that's uh, pretty pretty much. Yeah, I had a dark brown wrapper with, uh, sorry, dark brown wrapper covered with three bands. Well, the thing about Onyx is it always had super dark yes, bands. Yes, right? uh, Super dark wrappers, rather. And mm-hmm. Onyx is a very dark jewel. It, yeah, it? Yes, yeah, it is. Stone. The uh, um, the uh, covered with three. Uh, 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 bands on it. It has uh, it has uh, two towards the top of the cigar and then a footer. Uh, really pretty overall looking. You can see it in a picture up here if you're looking at this on uh, mm-hmm. YouTube. Overall smooth with some veins, very firm feel. The pre-light sniff on this chocolate like brownies kind of almost. Mm-hmm. Coffee, leather, pepper, and some sweetness going on. The pre-light draw. Uh, I used a, uh, I used a punch on this. is effortless draw. Uh, sweet on the lips. Sweet coffee. Mocha, hints of barnyard and earth. The initial light on this had the a Nicaraguan pepper blast. Oh, you did get one. Yes, yeah. the Nicaraguan pepper blast. Going a lot on. of Nicaraguan tobacco there. So yeah, I'm not strong, sweet coffee and oaky dryness. Slight dank, like fermented hay, earth, and uh, and a peppery retrohale on the initial light there. The first third of this. Uh, bold is definitely the correct word for this cigar, uh, yet complex and not overwhelming. Pepper is big on the palate, yet sweet and creamy instead of biting. Coffee and bitter chocolate follows with a woody finish and a hint of leather. Delicious peppery tingle uh, in the retrohale. Solid ash. Perfect burn. Nice. 
The uh, second third of this oaky dryness becomes more prevalent. Brownie and uh, chocolateiness intertwined with rich earth and pepper abound with each puff. Mm-hmm. Tangy leather sneaks in to uh, finish the complimenting pepper notes. Retro hail becomes spicier. <clears throat> the solid ash uh, and perfect burn on this cigar. Absolutely enjoying it at this point. The uh, last third of the cigar, pepper and spice ramps up to an impressive boldness while retaining the coffee and chocolate sweetness that has been prevalent throughout. Leathery and oaky notes finish the palate with a spicy tingle, solid ash, perfect burn. This cigar cost me $9.60. And it's the Onyx. This is the Onyx Bold Nicaragua. Mm-hmm. Uh, this so is almost ten bucks. Yeah, almost ten dollars. I'm going to give it a solid six. Oh, nice! Fantastic. So punching above its weight. Class. Yeah, and this is a full. This is a full flavored cigar. Uh, you don't want to go into this if you know um, you're only smoking mild cigars. So if you're listening to the show for the first time. Uh, and here you give it a six, you think, oh, he must not have liked it all that much. But that's not how our price to quality scale works. It is a one to 10 scale, but a five on the scale means you feel like you got exactly what you paid for. Mm-hmm. So rating something a six means, you know, we would, wouldn't would have, had we paid more for this up front, wouldn't have been disappointed if it had sold for a dollar or two more. Yeah, and this was five by 50, so it's not a huge cigar, but it did smoke for a little over an hour. Nice, you know, nice. that's that's a small cigar. Mm-hmm. It had a long, cool smoke to it. It was very nice. Yeah. And so any any cigar that gets and it this makes it especially tough, by the way, on expensive cigars. Like if you're smoking a fifteen dollar cigar, man, to to get a five, it's got to work pretty hard. Yeah, yeah. It's got to be pretty spectacular. Big time. And to get over a five, you you really know you've had something special. We've had some of the more expensive cigars. Yeah. Uh, rate really high. But what what's more common is when we find. Uh, an El Cheapo that actually kind of outperforms its, pretty its good. price. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and so those have a tendency to get a little higher ratings. I had uh, an interesting one this week. With all of the great boutique cigars that are released all the time, uh, it's easy to, to overlook the basics. Good stalwart cigar brands like Punch and Macanudo mm-hmm. and Partagas and Hoya de Monterey. So this week, in a nod to the OGs of the uh, non-Cuban cigar world, I smoked a Hoya de Monterey EMS Churchill, oh. uh, which is kind of the flagship of their line. Now, this cigar was made in Honduras using an Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper, a Connecticut broadleaf binder, and filler tobacco from Honduras, Nicaragua, and the Dominican Republic. And there was an, a distinct sweetness to the pre-light sniff and draw, almost like a little hint of honey. Once I lit the Hoyo, though, it did show itself to be a genuine Honduran with lots of nice spice and earthiness. And, you know, uh, Ian, you got... You remember from when we were in Honduras at the uh, Aladino Farm and Factory, those Honduran cigars have this certain earthy spice yes, yes. to them that just is kind of, it really lets you know they're from that region. And this definitely had that, and it was very enjoyable uh, because of that. Now, I was a little irritated when I used my punch on it before I lit uh, because the tobacco around the cap cracked a little oh, bit. Oh, that's a little frustrating. Uh, but it did smoke without a problem, so no harm and no foul. Uh, I mentioned spice and earth on the palate, and those were the dominant flavors in the first third. In fact, they were the dominant flavors for pretty much the entire smoke, too. Uh, as it burned into the second third, a pleasant creaminess developed, uh, which was a nice counterbalance to the spiciness that was on my tongue. Uh, more earth and a note of aged leather with pepper on the retrohale. Pretty straightforward, but very pleasant. Uh, the pepper ramped up a little bit in the final third, and I got a toasted almond note that I really, nice. really like. I love toasted almonds. Yeah, so anytime yeah. I get something like that in cigar, that's, that's extra special uh, for me. Um, 
So got that uh, toasted almond uh, uh, note in the final third, and it was really enjoyable. More pepper on the retro hail and a very nice room note to this cigar. Even though I was outside, you could still kind of test yeah. what the room note is, uh, and it was, was, was very nice. Construction turned out to be very good, despite my initial worries about the crack near the cap. No burn issues of any kind as it smoked. I enjoyed the Hoya de Monterey EMS Churchill. Found it to be a bit more straightforward and not quite as complex as some of my favorite smokes, but the flavors that it did offer were really quite outstanding. I still had those flavors on my palate for a while after I finished a little bit smoking the cigar, nice. which I really enjoyed. The Hoyo EMS Churchill is about a $6 cigar, and at that price, I think it's well worth it. I recommend this one, and I give it a big thumbs up, a 5.5 in the price to quality Punching a little scale. above its weight so, class. Yeah, there. just nice. a little bit. I, I really did enjoy it. Like I said, not the most complex I've ever had, but I, I really did enjoy it. So, uh, so a lot coming up on the program today. We'll start our tasting in the the next segment with this uh, Starbase Brewing Lucky Launch Day uh, Lager, the official brewery of Mars. And uh, also <laughs> one I forgot to mention, but I'm excited we're able to do this in our first uh, uh, syndicated broadcast. Uh, we will be uh, doing something special today for both of our wealthy, listener, wealthy listeners. Uh, we'll be bringing you Cigar Aficionado's list of cigars that will set you back at least $100 per stick. So both of our uh, wealthy listeners will, I'm sure, enjoy that segment. That's and, right. And the rest of us will just continue to subscribe to the Rob Report. And that'll be that'll be that. So so a lot of good things coming. I can't wait to, uh, to start tasting these beers. And we got tequila on uh, on tap today as well. So it's an exciting day for our first uh, our first time. We're on the air everywhere. Smoking and toasting show number three twenty one. It's craft beer, fine spirits, and hand rolled cigars. And we will be right back. Welcome back. It's Smoking and Toasting, show number 321, and our first uh, where we're on the air everywhere. Our program is all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. Those are those things. very, very good things. And uh, we're excited to be uh, trying out some uh, some interesting beers uh, today here. And this is going to be uh, a, a – this has been our tradition now for 320 shows, and I see no reason to stop it. We have tried – Many, many beers. Yeah. So we're doing our anniversary show on uh, the 333rd show, which will be coming up in June. And uh, I was doing the math and realized, you know, if we average, and I know sometimes we have more, but if we average about three beers a show, that means we'll have we'll have done essentially 999 beers on the program. That's uh, pretty good. Are we going to count them down with a song? <laughs> I, th I think if only such a <laughs> we'll song existed. <laughs> we could do that as a show, right? <laughs> if only such a song existed, we would be we would be ready to rock. So be kind of like that. Uh, yeah, I don't know. So Lucky Launch Day Lager is a Mexican style uh, lager, and it is from our friends. I say our friends. We don't know them, but I assume we would be very friendly with them if we did. Yes. Uh, from Starbase Brewing in Austin, uh, Texas. But it says so right on the top of the can, the official brewery of Mars. The official brew. It smells great. Like on the nose, there's a there's a, almost a almost a, a, a honey and a, yeah, uh, sort of like honey and Mexican spices all yes, uh, all kind of working together. It's there, really yeah. nice. Yeah. So Starbase, uh, it says on the can. Let's see what it says. Mm -hmm. Uh, classic light-bodied lager that is equal parts mellow and smooth, flaked maize and German malts uh, merged to form a crisp, refreshing beer. Boasts aroma of 
Both an aroma of softly spiced hops and corn chips. Okay, I can go with that. So, wait, say that again. Slightly? Softly, softly spiced hops and corn, and corn chips. chips. All right, let me go back to this. Best enjoyed during rocket launches. You know what? I totally get the corn chips. Do you get it now? I can totally see it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. The yeah. aftertaste is yes, very yes. corn chippy kind corn of thing. Corn chippy. That's really unique. I love the I can. Don't... The can has a, a kind of looks like a space shuttle. Space shuttle, thing, yeah. And, and you Earth can see the uh, in the background with International a, Space Station back there behind right, with it. A, yeah. With a big heart right above uh, 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 Texas. Yeah, where Austin, Texas would be, I suppose. The yeah. goals of Starbase Brewing are, are to spread awareness for space exploration, uh, to develop new technologies that directly mm. benefit Mars colonization. And to be the first brewery on Mars, our brewery is 100% powered by renewable energy, and we offset our entire carbon footprint. Um, uh, I can't read that. Of profits, oh, one percent of profits are donated to science education. That's in really Texas. cool. That you, cool. you know what's very interesting in is that even with That's all the advances, very small by the way. What's that? I said it was written very small. Yeah, yeah. I got. It. I'm glad you were reading it, not me. I never would have mm -hmm. made it. Uh, even with all the advances we've made in renewable energy, to have your to have a brewery be 100 percent powered by renewable energy that's pretty awesome. That's that's really quite a feat, you know. That's pretty it really awesome because breweries. That's one of the criticisms of uh, of all of the breweries that have popped up is that they leave a bigger carbon footprint than just say like if you opened a bar, for example. Well, this is I like to think that they're going back to uh, to like olden days before mm -hmm. electricity, and they're just. Because they were brewing beer before electricity. Ah, uh, yes. The good <laughs> old we call those the good old days around <laughs> the here. Good old days. <laughs> well, I like this very much. It's it's I very crisp and refreshing. <laughs> Let me refill that for you. And I love the little corn chip thing. And I know that sounds like it might be gross, but trust me, it's not. So the corn chip thing is coming across a, with a little bit of like kind of bread. Like mm -hmm. uh, it reminds me a little bit of uh, fat tire. How bready and yes. pretzely it can be. Yes. This is and, very very and this is dough good, kind of forward. good to know about because with them changing the formula on fat tire. It's it's a pretty good thing to have. Uh, some this could easily replace fat tire in my beer drinking right. repertoire. I, I like it a lot. In fact, I'll I'll be will be directly affecting sales once again as I pick up some yeah, of this. This will on be my, one I pick up on yes. my way home. Very very good stuff. All right, we're smoking and toasting. Our program's all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand rolled cigars. We get into some more tasting, and I want to tell you about these uh, for both of our wealthy listeners and for everybody else who just wants to dream. Uh, we'll be telling you about Cigar Aficionado's list of really expensive cigars. We'll be right back at smoking and toasting. Welcome back to Smoking and Toasting, our program all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. It is uh, show number 321 for anybody that's counting. We've been doing this a while, but we're meeting new people this week for the first time on the uh, Audi One uh, radio network. So we're very awesome. excited about it. Yeah, nice to be nice to be here, and we'll be here every uh, Saturday we're, afternoon we're at the same time. sir. Yeah, or something like that. We're something. <laughs> <laughs> we're Bono in the Edge. I don't know. Hey, uh, you know... When Bill Gates invests money in something, doesn't generally make a lot of headlines. The guy's got quite a bit of dough, yeah, yeah. right? One of the richest people in the world. So I barely even noticed uh, this week when he spent $904 million. Oh. But he spent $904 million buying 3.76% of Heineken. Wow. Yeah. And it just makes me stop to wonder... 
Why? <laughs> I mean, he, Bill Gates is a humanitarian. I mean, this man has devoted most of his post-Microsoft existence uh, to philanthropy. Right? Yeah. He's very. Uh, he, he and his ex-wife Melinda, they have the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. That's all it does is do, finds yeah, ways to. Yeah, it's it's all philanthropic output. Yeah. Uh, and maybe maybe the purchase of so much of Heineken was philanthropic too. Maybe Heineken's not doing so well or something. I don't know. Hard to tell. Uh, yeah, but uh, but it just I I just stop to think, you know, if I could have just sat down with him before he did that and go, look, I don't know that much about investing, but this beer is skunky and it's in green bottles, okay? This maybe, is maybe, not, maybe it's for the research to make their canned beer taste the exact skunkiness of their green, of their bottle, green beer. bottle beer. It could, it could totally be. I don't know. All, all I kept thinking was, can you imagine if he'd taken a fraction of that money and put it into, I don't know. Paying my rent for a year? Well, sure. <laughs> pay, take a fraction of that money, pay rent for the rest of your life. <laughs> right. uh, but but uh, if you take a fraction of that money and put it into, I don't know, Sierra Nevada, you know, yeah, yeah. or or Boston beer, or or even even something smaller, even something like uh, you know, St. Arnold, or 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 one of these. Uh, imagine what they could do. Yeah, with with a real influx of cash, because this has been an interesting time since the pandemic started. Um, it's been an interesting time for craft beer. I mean, there's been a lot of a uh, lot of back and forth. A lot of uh, craft breweries have gone out of business. A lot more have launched. It's been a real kind of hard to gauge, but it has not been a time where craft beer has had the sort of explosive growth that it had prior to the pandemic. Yeah. And it's it's you know. Uh, it's not that it's not healthy, but it could use some help in getting over lost, the next time. We lost you know? a bunch of breweries uh, over over the uh, the COVID, yes, if you will. We absolutely did um, over the pandemic, and uh, I, I'm, I'd be interested to know how many brewers were slated to open that, that didn't, didn't open make at it, all. Yeah, couldn't no, even, like, couldn't even because a lot because of them of actually did open. So yeah. you got to imagine there were a and lot. And then more having that a didn't. struggle through—that's no, tough. No. But nine hundred and four million for <clears> Heineken, and you know what the interesting thing is? Bill Gates doesn't drink beer. I'm, I'm a little flabbergasted. Uh, but since the, and thank you by the way, I've been looking for an excuse to use that word flabbergasted for a while. But if you think about it, it now makes perfect sense. If he doesn't drink beer, that <laughs> means he's never had a Heineken, so he's going just on image alone, right? <laughs> maybe that's the only beer he's had. It could, it could maybe, maybe. <laughs> In any case, yeah. Speaking of beer, Sp think if he'd given the money to Parish Brewing in Broussard, Louisiana, if he'd bought into them. If he'd uh, given them some operating capital, Man. this brewery is one of my absolute favorites in the whole world. They make what I consider to be probably the best hazy IPA that I've ever had, which is Ghost in the Machine. Ghost it's, in the Machine is pretty incredible, absolutely incredible. And uh, so we're having something else from Parish uh, today, and this one appears to be, yeah, I'm guessing that's the brewery dog, right? Man, there. I can, that's I can Murphy. smell the hops. <laughs> yes, you can from like just from opening the can. <laughs> by the way, by the way, just so you know, with the sound effects that you hear are, are live and actually made by opening cans. Right. So every time you hear a can opening, we are sacrificing a beer. So it's you have that it's authentic, authentic sound. Yes, absolutely. And it's very yes. important. And so I love the picture of the dog on here. This is a beautiful, beautiful dog. And he's got this look on his face that's kind of like, why am I sitting here like yeah. this? <laughs> when can this I move? Is there a gorgeous. squirrel outside? Uh, it is a beautiful dog, though. Uh, and, and those of you, by the way, who are hearing us for the first time, know that this show is posted in video form on YouTube and on uh, most of the major social media networks. So you might so be able to find it. if you want to see the visuals. Yeah, yeah. if you want to see the visuals. Uh, sometimes the photos are very interesting. 
and sometimes we like to show you the beers and the uh, spirits as we drink them too. So, um, so and uh, that is, is uh, boy, that is hazy. Boy, it really is. This is Murphy. It's a double IPA. Uh, would just say what the ABV is on this? It does. It's at uh, seven point six. Okay, so seven point six. So a little above sessionable, unless yeah. you know, unless you're me. Right. All right. So, oh man, it is so the hops are citrusy. I, I, I'm assuming they use citra hops because there's so much citra on the nose. Uh, yeah, so uh, Strata, Idaho mm. 7, and citra hops, it mm. says. Uh, there's not a whole lot of other information on here. Wow. Um, they've got something but that says a beautiful Brewery Good Boy dog. and Bark Finder, Bark Tender, sorry. Bark Tender. Bark yeah. Tender and a bunch of uh, dog toys on here. Yeah, well, and, and so. a great photo of Murphy just sprawled out there on the brewery You know, floor. I have a dog. We have a, we have a, a new puppy, and yeah. I find that sometimes we buy our dog a toy mm-hmm. or we buy her uh, some treats, and she's much more interested in the package. Yeah. Like, she will she eat the box. <laughs> I did that a lot when I was a kid, which explains a great many things. Uh, you know, no, my dog uh, certainly has favorite toys. Her favorite is the soccer ball, but her second favorite is a little stuffed bottle of uh, whiskey from Barrel. Oh yeah, 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 I have one of those. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's your second the favorite. Little squeaker toy. in there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's your second favorite. So, uh, so let's talk about Murphy Double IPA. Super citrusy on the nose. Super very, citrusy on very the palate. Hoppy. Yeah, very hoppy, and the citrus certainly delivers. It, a I little. Would, Little bubbles in this too. The mouthfeel in this is interesting because it's very little um, carbonation that comes it's across. Got, tell me what the hops were again. I know you said Citra and uh, Simcoe, Strata, Idaho, Strata. and Citra. Strata, Idaho, Idaho seven, and, and Citra. Citra. One of them has definitely got just the tiniest bit of dank. This yes. is not a super yes. dank IPA, but there is definitely a little bit of that in there. So it's got a little bit of funky, a little bit of citrus, and a little bit of. Um, um, what would you say? Uh, that just a tiny bit of the pine coney uh, yes, uh, hop, yes. hop flavor, right? A little bit of pine cone going on. So there. tell me now, I'm I'm the IPA guy who's you know prone to liking most all things IPA. So I'm not at all surprised that I think this is great. Tell me about yourself, sir. Um, I like it. I I really like their Ghost in the Machine. Substantially more. Did I just fill up your wrong cup? That's Sorry about right. that. <laughs> I, I can combine the I like cups. Look, you're okay with that. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So, like, this is this is nice. It's got a lot going on. It leaves um, a bitter tang, mm-hmm. uh, much like uh, if you just had some uh, like lemon juice. It makes me think of what uh, of, of what Ghost in the Machine would be like if they just added a little funkiness and dankness to it. Yeah. You know, it, it's not that far away on the citrus side. From Ghost in the Machine, which again, I'm telling you, free tip for you guys. This that if you like hazy IPAs, I don't know if there is one better than Ghost in the Machine. It's fabulous. <laughs> it really is. It really is. And this this one's fun though. Uh, it's it's drinkable. I like it. Um, I don't know that I reach uh, twice for it, but then again, some of these IPAs like this leaves a little bit of a bitter in my mouth where. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would prefer a little more sweetness. I'm um, going Murphy. And I'm getting some of this for my uh, friend Dave, whose last name is Murphy. And he will <laughs> love that and love the dog. So so that means my... It's that resiny kind of yeah. bitterness that that, that 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 I'm tasting. This means now that my friend Dave, Murphy, and myself, there are, there are beers with both of our names on it. And I have yet to find an Ian beer. Oh, it's going to happen. You think so? It's going to happen. You're going to have to brew it yourself? <laughs> I'll call happen. it 
the Houstonian, which, by the way, has the word Houston and Ian in it. Oh, okay. So there you go. <laughs> well, uh, all right. So while you're while you're thinking about that, let me uh, give you my little Christmas wish list, if I may. All right. All right. From Cigar Aficionado. And all I want is a cigar. Do, do we need some... Uh... Do, do, we need do you have some fancy fan, going on? Fancy pants music for people with uh, with lots of money. Oh, that worked. All right. So, when was the last time? What's the most expensive cigar you've ever like bought yourself and paid for? About thirty dollars, thirty-five to forty dollars, thirty-five yeah. to forty. Do you remember what it was? It was a Padron. Padron. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. And it's a lot. And you feel like, what am I doing? Right. Man, that that forty fifth anniversary Padron though. Yeah. Once you smoke it, you're like, yeah, <laughs> okay, yeah, okay. Right. Spent the money where it needed to go. Well, imagine slapping down a hundred dollar bill and not getting any change back for one cigar. <laughs> I mean, seriously, and still owing tax. Yeah, hundred bucks usually is enough for you to buy several cigars, right? And usually you can buy even a box of decent smokes yep. for a hundred bucks. But uh, cigar prices have gone up, and uh, Cigar Aficionado decided to make a list for those of you who have more money than you know what to do with, or as I like to say, for both of our uh, uh, wealthy listeners. And so here is uh, here is a partial list for you. You knew Davidoff would show up in this list because their cigars are outrageously high priced. That's kind of what they're known for. But their Royal Release Salamones are $115 each, several times as pricey as most normal cigars. Each. Yeah. The company says the Royal Release is a product of, using air quotes here, the best seeds and grown in the best soils, and it takes 10 years from seed to cigar. There's two sizes in the line, and if you go with the Robusto, it's actually only 95 bucks. Oh, well, yeah, so, uh, save a yeah. buck here, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, then, of course, the Salomon uh, is is a, a little bit I more. mean, by the time you buy 15 of those, you can mm -hmm. buy one more. Yeah. Or you get exactly. one more for free almost. Those are just 115 If you want to get crazy, you could go for one of these new Cohiba Spectres. Uh, <laughs> this is the uh, 2022 Spectre, $130 per cigar. The... the uh... There's a special box that those come in too. That's yeah, it's it's almost like a, 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 a automated ammo case. Like you yeah, hit the button and your cigars come <laughs> rising up. It'll yeah, be amazing, it's, it's it? pretty it's pretty crazy thing. They're made by General Cigar, uh, who uh, are the producers of the non-Cuban version of Cohiba, and uh, they have expanded this line. And uh, it's made with well-aged Brazilian wrapper. Uh, the box has, as we mentioned, working hydraulics. But the real attention getter is the one hundred and thirty dollars per cigar price, making it the most expensive non-Cuban Cohiba produced uh, so far. And those are actually not out yet, but they are coming soon. Um, have you ever had the Golden Bull from La Flor Dominicana? I have not. They vary in price between $100 and $200 each. I've had the Andalusian Bull. Yes, and that's not cheap, but it's, it's also not, very that's good. That's 18 to $20. Yeah, exactly, something dollars. Exactly. It's a great cigar. Well, uh, this cigar actually has the Golden Bull from La Flor. Actually has no suggested retail price. <laughs> yeah, uh, they get created, what you can get for it, boys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and this is basically a smaller version of the Andalusian Bull blend, uh, and uh, it made it. They made them available only to winners of an NFT auction, and there were seven NFTs auctioned off, which went for seventy-eight grand to ninety-eight grand each. So winning gave the buyer the ability to order the cigars and then sell them at whatever price they want to. Uh, so Cigar Aficionado says they've seen them for as little as 60 bucks per cigar, but 100 to 200 is more common. So uh, very interesting. Uh, the Cohiba Bejique is $200 and each, uh, $200 and up 
each per cigar. Oof. Now, this is the Cuban Cohiba, uh, and they sell, uh, you know, they've always been pricey when you can find them in Canada and other places. Uh, but this uh, this one in particular is, uh, I mean, far north of the $100 price tag, and a new price hike has made them cost even more. Nowadays, Cigar Aficionado says if you can find one, the Cohiba Bahique BHK 52, which is the smallest one in the line, will cost you roughly $200, and the larger ones will cost you, uh, you know, closer to $300. Wow. Yeah. The Gohiba Siglo de Oro is $250. That is another uh, Cuban uh, that has the Chinese New Year theme, and they tend to be pricey collector's item. Uh, Daniel Marshall 24-carat golden cigar, $290. So this cigar features Real gold leaf. Now, people, you know, will sometimes have gold leaf in like pricey desserts or mm -hmm. drinks, right? Uh, but would you smoke it? Well, apparently, Daniel Marshall, the humidor maker, thinks that you will because they've had this cigar made with gold leaf in it. Uh, Cavalier Geneva had a gold leaf um, label. On no kidding. It. Yeah. Yeah. I, but that was the label. You didn't actually smoke the gold no, leaf. You smoked right? right through it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cohiba 55 Anniversario is $300 a stick and more. Those are also Cubans. The Davidoff Oro Blanco, not a Cuban, is $600 per cigar. Uh, the name means white gold and an entire box is more expensive than an ounce of real gold. So, <laughs> so there you go. That's the Oro de Blanco. And finally... And this is the one where I'm like, okay, somebody somebody must stop them. The Gurkha, His Majesty Reserve, $750 or more per cigar. Wow. Now, now uh, can you imagine, you know, ponying up the money, getting your, getting your Gurkha, going to your favorite cigar shop. They've got one in stock. They've got it behind, like, you know, like automated, you know, doors that have to unlock with a secret code and all that kind of stuff. But you say, I want the, I want three the people have to turn right. keys simultaneously. I want the Majesty Reserve. You plunk down your uh, $750 to $800. They give you the cigar. You take it home. You sit back out on your smoking area, wherever it is in your uh, in your place, right? You light it up, and it very quickly falls apart in your hands like because it's a Gurkha. Like other Gurkha. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the most disappointing. You just spent seven. Would you take it back? I would. I totally would. I totally <laughs> okay. would. I didn't take back the Gurkhas. I've I've smoked that that you know started to fall apart, but I would definitely, <laughs> definitely take that Gurkha back. All right. In fairness, the last Gurkha I had did not fall apart. It smoked pretty good, but uh, so maybe they're getting better. There are different. Lines of them, yeah, and some of those lines are seven hundred fifty dollars. <laughs> All right, a boy can dream, right? We uh, are going to take a break. We will be right back with more, uh, more to taste and more to do. It's smoking and toasting. Our program is all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand rolled cigars. We'll be right back. Welcome back. It is smoking and toasting yes, our program, is. as we have uh, stated before, all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand rolled cigars. And I'm excited about today's drinking news. By the way, it's uh, I think it's I think it's going to be an interesting one. <laughs> drinking news often uh, devolves into. 
you know, just stories about stupid criminals or people from Florida or Nicolas Cage. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you you kind of love all of those topics and all of those. So tell you about some cigars that you might want to uh, keep your eyes open for. We always uh, like to tell you about these so that when you kind of see them, you know, at, at some of our favorite uh, tobacconists, you walk in, they've got that little display right up front of the mm -hmm. new things. And you may go, oh, yeah, I heard about that. Uh, so this is why we try to help you out with uh, cigars to watch for for this uh, for this April first. Uh, and by the way, the show airing on April first, which means it's our April Fool's Day show. In addition to all these other things, so I've been watching carefully to make sure Ian doesn't pour Malort into any of my uh, <laughs> uh, my tasting glasses here today. I figure program, I've so. malorted you twice. You uh, have twice over the course of the show. What that... is that? What is that? I believe. And it then was... and then I got you with the barrel aged Malort. Yes. So you've yes. technically been malorted three times, even though the barrel aged was a different one. To paraphrase former President George W. Bush. Malort me once, shame on, shame on you. <laughs> shame on you. Malort me twice, fool me won't get fooled again. <laughs> that was his quote, as I recall, uh, or something, something very something close, close to enough. That. Yeah, yeah. Cigar to watch for from Warped is uh, part of a series meant to highlight the style of the factory from which it's made. Uh, Warp is uh, Warped is uh, doing this now. Warped is one of these companies. I like Warped cigars. They're one of these companies that actually, uh, and and there are some spirit makers who do this. They actually kind of farm out the actual production of their mm -hmm. cigars to other companies. A lot, of, a lot of companies do that. They'll work on the blend, get it how they want, mm -hmm. and then they'll work with another company. To uh, to make that to but achieve these, that and then produce yep. it. Yeah, these cigars are in stock at fine cigar stores now. The series is called Selection Domain, and the new size called forty five forty six is produced in the Dominican Republic at Tabacalera La Isla, a small young factory that is owned by Hostos Casada. And I love the Casada so family. Easy for you. To yeah, say. I love the Casada family and the work they do with cigars. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They, I feel like they're just uh, great. Kyle Gellis is the owner of Warped. He says I wanted to craft a blend from each factory that highlighted that particular factory. Factories, backgrounds, and strengths. Uh, and with Tabacalera La Isla, we wanted to showcase the tobaccos of the D Dominican Republic and focus on the factory and the youthful spirit to take chances. Uh, so the selection domain uh, 4546 is a Rothschild that measures four and a half inches by 48 ring gauge. And it consists of a Dominican Corojo wrapper, a Dominican binder, and mostly Dominican filler with a little bit of Nicaraguan tobacco thrown in as well. Comes in 25 count boxes, suggested retail price of $9 each. According to Gellis, an upcoming selection Selection Domain Cigar will feature the Aganorsa Leaf Factory in Nicaragua, although there's no release date set for that. And I love Aganorsa Leaf, too. Aganorsa is coming out with some great cigars yeah. recently, yeah. too. Uh, we talked a little bit earlier about La Aurora, the oldest cigar maker in the Dominican Republic. They are celebrating their 120th year in the nice. cigar business, making them, I think, the oldest uh, non-Cuban cigar company uh, that is still in business anyway. And to mark the milestone, they have created a regular production line called La Aurora 120 anniversary. Uh, these cigars are scheduled to hit the U.S. market in late spring and then be available internationally. These are Dominican Puros, meaning all the tobacco used in the cigars was grown in the Dominican Republic, uh, specifically in the Chabao Valley. Uh, the cigars are covered with the Dominican Habano 92 wrapper, have an Olor binder, and uh, then a mix of fillers. According to the companies, these will be uh, medium to full-bodied in strength. So don't think that just because they're Dominican that they're going to be light-bodied uh, cigars. Uh, four sizes will ship in boxes of 20 each. And then in May, be on the lookout for one that I am super excited about. Uh, this must have something to do with AJ. Why would you say that? <laughs> the, You're such a fanboy. The Monte Cristo 1935 Anniversary Edition Diamante. Ah. Uh. 
It is said to be a more subtle expression of the original Monte Cristo 1935 anniversary Nicaragua series, which, by the way, I have one sitting in my humidor. Um, and that's just waiting for a special, a special occasion. occasion. I'm so yes. excited to smoke it. Uh, anyway, the original one, the one that like I have one of now, is full-bodied. But this one's intended to be more medium uh, strength, and it should be available in May. Like the original, the upcoming Edition Diamante was conceived by Rafael Nodal, uh, head of product uh, uh, for Altadas USA, and cigar maker A.J. Fernandez. AJ, I knew it had to have something to do with I, AJ. I, I bow at the AJ altar. That's just, that's <laughs> just me. So fantastic. When AJ and I completed the blend of the original Monte Cristo 1935 anniversary in 2020, Rafael Nadal says, we knew we had something special. But we also knew during that process we had created other blends that deserved to be introduced. Many projects started as a marketing idea, but the Monte Cristo 1935 anniversary edition Diamante was born out of our admiration for this iconic brand and our passion for creativity. That's a great press release line. Yes. Isn't it? Uh, anyway, Nadal adds that both he and Fernandez thought that uh, although the blend was good at the time, the tobaccos needed some more age, so the the uh, blend was shelved for a little while, and now it is finally coming out. Made by Fernandez in Nicaragua, of course, consisting solely of Nicaraguan tobacco. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, I can't wait. That's, We're try that's that. so on my birthday uh, list for sure. You know, you know how Amazon has that wish list, and other people can go look at your <laughs> wish list and buy. I need one of those for cigars. Yeah, cigar right? wish list. My right? cigar wish list. That would be awesome. Maybe cigars and whiskey, and like you could have a. a Smoking and Toshin wish list. We'll have to start one of those. Uh, we will be right back. Uh, thanks for being here for our first hour. More to come, including drinking news and some sampling of tequila on Smoking and Toshin. Tequila. Welcome back at Smoking and Toasting. Our program is all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. And in the fine spirits category, we're going to talk a little bit about tequila. Now, I have good news, which is we're about to sample some tequila. And I also have, thank you, that was nice, also have some rather bad news, uh, Ian. Uh-oh. Agave farmers are warning of a potential tequila shortage. Again. What? Uh, apparently, it's uh, supply chain shortages and a surge in tequila Demand apparently tequila growth is just uh, as a spirit is just absolutely off the charts. And we've seen prices increase, yeah. Uh, but we've seen U.S. tequila consumption increase. And agave farmers are saying if this continues, um, it's it's going to be it, it, it's going to be more difficult to get your favorite tequila. So, um, so I've, I've poured the uh, El Cuarenta tequila here, and I just want to point out that I wanted to thank you very much for uh, keeping up with OSHA requirements uh, yes. for. For safety in a workplace, because uh, you took you brought in this tequila. This is from your uh, own personal, and you took the time and effort to take the plastic wrap off the top. So yes. there's no no uh, no way for me to get a plastic cut while I open this. Correct. And then you cleared the neck of the bottle, which helps of tequila, for spillage, so yes. that so that I get less spillage and exactly. less waste going on. So, so I just wanted to tell you that I appreciate that. Those who are joining us for the first time because of the radio syndication uh, may not know, but this is something that I try to do when I bring spirits in on the show. Is my real 
you know, my real goal here is safety first. Safety first, And yes. I don't want Ian uh, to run the risk of getting a cut. Do you know how painful plastic cuts can be? I mean, it's like, like paper if you think cut, but paper, worse. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's like trying so. to open one of those, like, uh, what do they call those, the mm -hmm. gator packages or whatever they're called. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's, it, it's, it's very dangerous, and uh, an untold number of people suffer from unreported plastic cuts in the workplace oh, each year. Absolutely. And that's, that's an actual legitimate and fact. If it gets infected, you have to put a little neosporin on That's it. That's right, and, and you it know, takes days. And and when you have a, a cut on your finger, you feel like everything you do, you feel that cut oh, yeah. all yeah. over again because you're touching things. So yes, yeah, so what I do is not only clear the plastic, but as Ian said, I also try to uh, remove enough of the tequila from the neck of the bottle so <clears> that. Um, you this know. smells wonderful, by the way. Yeah. It, it's uh, mm -hmm. like right off the nose. It's peppery. It's. Um, it's, got it's, a little, uh, it's agave and it's, it's butter. Butter, yeah. yes, is what I was just going to say. Is more, uh, I've, I've had a few tequilas where you get butter on the nose, definitely, but it's not as common. Definitely buttery. This is uh, mm. uh, e, e, e cuarenta. Did I say, did I say el cuarenta? No, I think cuarenta. you said e. e cuarenta. I think it's cuarenta. Cuarenta. Okay. Cuarenta, as white people would say. 100% uh, pro de agave, echo in Mexico, echo in Mexico. Uh, let's see. Blue agave, mm -hmm. uh, double distilled, chill treated. Um, mm. Let's see. Let's, uh, so oh, here's, here's the part used of the, American oak is what it's aged in. So this here's, is, here's the part that. of the show where I pretend I'm tasting this for the first time <laughs> and go, wow. Uh, no, but seriously, uh, the butter is there. When you take that first sip, the butter is there and the pepper is there. Oh my goodness! But you also get a little of the vanilla oh, that you weren't getting sweet, before. Sweet, sweet vanilla. Yes, yes. Oh my goodness! This might not last the show. <laughs> wow! Oh wait, it's got a tequila hug that comes late though. There's almost a. And by tequila hug, we mean actually that phrase started as the whiskey hug, which is what you get like after you've swallowed, and then it kind of comes back to you to hug you again. Uh, that little there's blast this of heat. incredible like pastry note that happens on the retro hail. Yes, um, yes, almost like a incredible. cinnamon. And then, and then on top of that, it's got the uh, like the aftertaste leaves a little bit. There's a little pepper in the aftertaste. There's a little of that tequila hug warmth, and then there's that uh, like like that fine powdered sugar that you would put. Yes, on. you got. Uh, so you combine that powdered uh, sugar flavor and the and butter, the, and you get cinnamon and the vanilla too. Yeah, like it's yeah. crazy. Yeah, that's really that's wow. Really this is outstanding. What does a bottle a of this go of, for? What it's is, about a seventy dollar bottle. Holy cow! Yeah, producing a bottle. I think you already mentioned all that stuff. Jalisco, Mexico. No, it has to be. I can't pronounce all this stuff. <laughs> it's okay. Not while I'm reading it on the air. <laughs> well, uh, well, I'll tell you this much: um, it is a uh, it, it is reminds me a little bit of the Skelly, which is one of my all time favorites. Skelly's a little more expensive than this, but it, in what reminds me of Skelly a, is kind of the buttery smoothness. Yeah, it's a beautiful bottle. This bottle one too. does come back and and give you that tequila hug uh, in a little more definitive way. It is pleasant than, though, like uh, than that, the Skelly. Does. That warmth is pleasant. There's oh, yes. no there's no uh harshness to this at mm -hmm. all. Like this is so incredibly uh uh delicious and, mm -hmm. and and there's a little savory into it as well. And it said in this article about the uh about the agave farmers that agave prices have gone up ten times from where they were ten years ago. So think about oh, that. Oh my goodness. So when we're complaining about the price increases, like in Skelly and some of the others, like, yeah. and I have complained. Well, Skelly uh, has doubled. Yeah, I mean, it, it absolutely was, has doubled. A little more than doubled. More than doubled. It was forty-ish. The first, first bottle yeah. of Skelly Añejo that I bought was thirty-eight dollars. Yeah, 
the first one. And now it's 100. If I could get it for 38, I would be doing jumping jacks. I'd be so excited. <laughs> so this is definitely okay. worth getting but at $70. This is, yeah. this is at fantastic. $70, yeah, I, I feel like this is totally worth it. It's not Reserva de la Familia, but it's about half the price of that. So, right, right. Uh, so it's, it's, but it, it is not half the good. It is still quite good. It is. It really is. And I'm, uh, you know, again, I'm really glad that. I don't see you over there, you know, nursing uh, <laughs> cuts on your fingers and, and yes, stuff. Yes, thank you so, for that. Uh, you know, it's it's funny when you get to those price uh, price points because, you know, you may you can get some great tequilas that are forty dollars, right? You know, no problems. Mm -hmm. so you spend forty dollars on tequilas. We had one on the show recently. It was thirty eight dollars and it was fantastic. Outstanding. Yeah, yes. yeah. And and when you double that price, let's go mm -hmm. into this price range. This is seventy, not quite double, but you get the idea. Mm -hmm. um, it's not that it's twice as good. There's anytime you're spending more than that, there's a diminished return uh, on that point. Sure, and you know, and when you double this price and go into the Reserva de Familia again, that's not twice as good. But boy, it, is it! Good. It's really good. But <laughs> but the same thing, you are you are paying for that refinement. You're paying for that 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 higher end uh, liquor. It's pretty mm -hmm. amazing, right? And it's uh, it, you know, it, it's kind of like cars. Like, is a Lamborghini really? Four times as good as say, uh, you know, Mercedes, you know, uh, coupe. Probably, probably not. But it's four times as expensive. You yeah. know, so so it's and, and and I'm probably getting that wrong. Car nuts, please forgive my ignorance. Because it's on probably more like eight times. You're right. It probably is. <laughs> but but part of it is the prestige, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah of yeah, doing right. it. it's kind of like those expensive cigars. We well, here's about. here's the thing. Here's a, here's the truth about it. Whether it's liquor, whether it's cigar, we talked about expensive cigars or mm -hmm. expensive mm -hmm. cars. You know. Um, like there, if you can afford it, and that's the thing you want, yeah. then by all means get it. Yeah, Make yourself happy. Absolutely. Like, I can't hate on anybody that has a Lamborghini because, damn, that's a nice car. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? But uh, but it's kind of that way with cigars. Like people are that way with Cubans, for example. If they get their hands on some Cubans, they're not just the everyday smokes while they're walking the dog. These are the smokes you hand out with, you know, when friends come over that you right, want to impress. Right, right. And you yeah. go, all right, we're going to sit and we're going to really enjoy these. And, we get the Cubans. And, and this tequila, to me, kind of comes in the middle. Right. It's not that um, – it's not so expensive that it's special occasion only, but it's expensive enough that you want to make sure this is – you're not making margaritas with this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, although they'd be damn fine margaritas. I'm sure but, they would. <laughs> but you would definitely but, yeah. lose some of the subtlety of this. Uh, no question. In there, no question. Uh, are you familiar, Ian, with Uprocks? Uh, Uprocks, yes. the website. Yes, we've yes. Uh, we've looked at a number of their things before, and they've always been very interesting. Uprocks put together a uh, a new list where craft beer experts. I don't know what exactly qualifies you as an expert, but I guess probably some brewmasters, some uh, bartenders, some people who are knowledgeable in the field. They are naming the most underrated beers to drink this spring. And it gives us one of those lists I like so much because I love asking you, have you tried? Has, is this before? one of those lists where we haven't tried any of them? I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. <laughs> I have not tried the first one. And right. it is uh, the Troggenator from Trogs. Oh, Trogs. So I've had the the the... I think, let me see the package. Uh, I can show it to you right here. The truck. I want to call it the Troggenator. Yes, I have had that. The That's been you out have. for a while. It's a double Bach beer. And, it's Troggenator. Uh, That's why Troganator. I was, Troganator. Well, I was getting it wrong. That's what was happening then. So, okay. Gotcha. Uh, it, when uh, the uh, brewmaster at Two Roads Brewing in Stratford, Connecticut, Phil Markowski, was asked about the most underrated beer, that was the one he said that uh, that jumped to his mind. So it's Troganator. I was mispronouncing it. And I believe that's a Pennsylvania beer, isn't it? Um, that's a very good question. I think it may be. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Troganator, yes. Um, the... Uh, 
head brewer at Bootstrap Brewing in Longmont, Colorado, Jim Bruckner, picked Hogshead Chinwag ESB. And this is not one that I have heard Man, of Man, I love ESBs, and I, yes. I am sad that... Most companies don't make them. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a few here in town that are quite good. And and uh, he he says, by the way, about this, he goes, I know uh, uh, people love this beer, but it's a small brewery that doesn't get uh, uh, you know much attention. Yeah. And uh, he wanted to he wanted to call them out and give them some attention. It's cast conditions and beautiful, crazy drinkable, and served in imperial. Oh, that sounds pints. amazing. Yeah, yeah, I, I so want to try this beer because yeah. I love ESBs too. I do too. I always, always have. Um, our uh, our grain master of my local brew works in Philadelphia, George Hummel, his pick, Anchor Steam. Anchor Steam is great. Highly underrated beer. He said it just doesn't get the credit it deserves from modern beer lovers. It's one but, of the earliest yeah, yeah. Uh, craft beers, too. It's been around forever. Mm -hmm. And, and it, in fact, didn't it essentially start craft brewing that wouldn't surprise me i believe it's, that's it's one case. of the earliest ones ever and it's uh, kind uh, of its own style I believe too that's the case yep fremont lush ipa uh chosen by brian donaldson the brewing innovation manager at lagunitas uh he picks fremont's lush ipa which is uh i've never had but i have I had some beers from fremont yeah i was about yeah. to say the same thing yeah um then there's the uh uh the brew from um i want to make sure i get this right it's monkey knot uh, an Indian Monkey Pale Ale, straight-to-ale IPA. Uh, and this was chosen by Josh Bartlett of Learning to Homebrew in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. He says one of his favorite beers of all time by straight-to-ale brewing out of Huntsville, Alabama. Nice. And it's Monkey Knot. It is an India Pale Ale, and it has a great screaming astronaut monkey on the on the front oh, of it. I love it. <laughs> I absolutely love. So uh, you guys can check this article out in Uprocks and see the, uh, the graphics to this. Uh, said slightly malt-forward flavor and aroma. Carefully balanced by a firm but restrained uh, restrained bitterness, and uh, uh, it sounds like really good to me. Then Garthy Beyer, uh, who is the owner and founder of Garth's Brew Bar in Madison, Wisconsin, chooses Blackstack Fugazi Pilsner. And I don't know whether this is I've not tried affiliated with uh, Fugazi the band or right. not. Let's see. Uh, it's an, an Italian Pilsner by Blackstack. It says it's so damn refreshing. Doesn't mention if it's affiliated with the... Uh, uh, with the band or not. Uh, there is the Treehouse Old Man ESB, second ESB on Two the list. Two ESBs on yeah. the list, yeah. Kyle Warren, the lead brewer at Exhibit A Brewing in Fr uh, Framingham, Massachusetts, which is outside of Boston, uh, picked this one. He said, uh, Treehouse Brewing Company's Old Man says, when I head over to one of the East Coast's most popular breweries known for doing their part in the haze craze we all exist in, I tend not to order an IPA or a double IPA or something with the theoretical equivalent of 20 pounds of hops per barrel. Instead, I always start with a that four of their ESB Old Man. That is a guy after my own heart. Yeah, yeah, sounds like it. Uh, Joe Mashburn is the head brewer of Night Shift Brewing in Boston, and uh, he picked Mars Brows. I, I I don't even know how to pronounce this. Ah, Keller beer. It's A U with the A lowercase and the U uppercase, and then Keller beer, uh, written the German way, K E L L E R B I. E R. He says uh, uh, Mars U is what they call the the brewery for short. Uh, says uh, this is a seriously appreciated beer for those who know it, but tends to fly under the radar for most. Uh, it's bready, full character, excellently lightly carbonated, round and warming. Great beer regardless of weather. Uh, Daniel Gadala Maria, head brewer at Finback Brewery in Brooklyn, New York, chooses Sierra Nevada's Torpedo IPA, and this is That's their a solid IPA. seriously hopped IPA. Yeah, it's a solid a, IPA. It's a big deal. And finally, uh, Jeremy Marshall, the brewmaster at Lagunitas in Petaluma, California, chooses Moonlight Death and Taxes Black Lager. Moonlight Brewing Company 
and the uh, the beer is a death in Texas black lager. We uh, had that on the show a couple I years think ago. I we believe we did. Yes, yes. I, I, rich with smooth chocolate and coffee notes, and just a hint of lager yeast character. The beer is refreshing as a hot summer day, as it is comforting on a cool spring night. So those were your picks speaking for the most of, underrated beers. Speaking of under the radar, there's a brewery here in Texas, there in mm-hmm. uh, Houston, called Under the Radar. I go to it once in a while. It's quite good. It's very good. You have anything you want to throw in quick uh, as your Maybe what you would nominate for the most uh, un, un, underappreciated, underappreciated uh, beer? Uh, buried Hatchet. Oh, dude. You're so right yeah, about that. Buried Hatchet. That is one right out of Conroe, Southern Star Brewery. Beer. Amazing. Absolutely. I'm going to think about mine while we take a break. And we will be back. We still have uh, a little more beer tasting to do. And we're getting closer to drinking news. It's smoking and toasting. Welcome back at Smoking and Toasting. Our uh, program is uh, moving right along here on our first uh, first uh, syndicated uh, edition, and it's been been kind of fun today. I just want to go back and say how amazingly good this tequila is. This this is a special bottle. Tequila good. Yeah. It's, yeah. No. This is this is fantastic. This is really I refill my cup. Bottle. Yeah. I, I saw that happening, and I uh, uh, I absolutely did. Also, it. since it's your tequila, I refilled your cup just so you can't say and, anything about and me I refilling my cup. That. See, you're that's, that's the trick, right? You're a gentleman and a scholar, <laughs> <laughs> or both. Uh, the um, Tampa, Florida building called Sanchez y Haya, which is Spanish for Sanchez and Haya. Yes, I agree. Um, and that is, uh, that is a correct translation. They have been a hotspot for cigar factory workers for uh, a, really for a long time. Operated as a cafe, an inn, and a lounge. Today, it sits empty and in desperate need of repair. Well, mostly empty. Uh, the J.C. Newman Cigar Company and Drew Newman have uh, have purchased the facility. Oh, but they need to. Um, they need to get the current residents out of oh, it before no. they can take it over. Yep. About a thousand bats have taken roost <laughs> and are living inside the building. Been doing it for decades now. I so bet that's, it smells great in there. That's put a pause on the uh, Newman Co- Cigar Company's plans to renovate the historic building and bring it back to its former glory. But they're not going to just evict the bats. They're working to relocate them. Yeah, you got to get a of home for them. Brand new bat houses right across the street. Does this sound like a? Brand new bat houses, bat houses, <laughs> uh, like like something from sixties TV. Uh, <laughs> they do great things. They eat mosquitoes. They eat bugs. They're an important part of the ecosystem. So we're happy to have our bat colony here. We want them to grow and thrive and be healthy. And we hope they'll enjoy their new homes. That's the official statement from uh, Jason. Have you ever seen the bats? Like just so in uh, in Houston, there's a uh, there's a, a street called Wa W A U G H, and there's a uh, there's a there's a bridge that goes over the bayou there, mm-hmm. uh, and there's the Wabridge uh, bat colony that comes mm-hmm. out. Have you ever sat out there and watched them come I've, out? There I night? haven't done that, but I have done the one in Austin. Yeah, it's uh, crazy. Where there's, there's, like, there's the way they, you know, they just thousands, all swoop out. Yeah, thousands swoop of bats out. going up. Yeah, bats. Freaks come out at night, and the bats come out at night. That's <laughs> bats way, come out at night. Uh, that's the way it always works. But yeah, no, bats are hugely important, especially uh, like where we live in Houston. This city could be overrun. By mosquitoes, oh, man, if it yeah. weren't for the bats, because of the climate here and and uh, you know the way that mosquitoes breed in, in uh, wa- uh, puddles of water and things like that. But bats really help combat that in a major way. So bats are our friends, folks. Don't mess with the bats. And, <sighs> and besides, they're kind of cool. 
kind of cool. Pretty neat, you know. Yeah, I, I absolutely like them. So, uh, you know, I, I just want to again go back to this tequila because it's not often that the spirit that we try that I'm sitting here just still just savoring. There's a every slight sip of smokiness this. to this there too is. that I'm mm -hmm. really enjoying. It's it's mm -hmm. got a lot of depth uh, and a lot of. Uh, a lot of things going on in there, a lot of complexity. Yes, for sure. But the butter, I think, is what kind of ties it out. The buttery the flavor butter. is kind of what butter. I like the uh, fact that I couldn't think of the word complexity for a minute, so I used things. <laughs> <laughs> That's because Stuff. you're a linguist. People say people say you're a cunning linguist, as a matter of fact. Oh. <laughs> they, they, they say that about you. So, All right, I tell you what, we are going to take a break here because our next segment, we may need a little extra uh, 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 flex room because it's going to be time for not only tasting Josh the Boss Hog, which is a barley wine, and we know how Ian gets the way I get about AJ Fernandez. That's how e, e, uh, that's how Ian gets about barley wines. Barley and wines. Uh, so, not only are we going to do that, but we are also uh, going to be presenting to you drinking news. Some of you will be hearing drinking news for the very first time. So that's kind of either exciting or depressing. One of the two. I'm not really sure which. <laughs> but we'll be back at Smoking and Toasting. Our uh, program is all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand rolled cigars. We will return, I promise, in just a moment. Welcome back. It is smoking and toasting. Our program is all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand rolled cigars. And speaking of fine spirits, I am still just absolutely digging this tequila. That's really good. It's just uh, it's even better than uh, when I you know did the mandatory uh, uh, clearing of the plastic and and uh, clearing in the neck of the bottle. You know what I was thinking though? Yeah. What's that? Oh. All right. Now you know I have to put this uh, beer right up next to the microphone to make sure that we get the proper sound effect. Right, right. So whoever else uses this microphone has got to be like, <laughs> it's gotta be like this smells a bit like beer. Microphone. That's a line from Piano Man by Billy Joel. Uh, <laughs> the microphone the smells, microphone like, beer, smells yeah. like a beer, right? Uh, so it's interesting, ladies and gentlemen, is that ordinarily when we get to this segment of the show, we basically open up with drinking news. But Ian's got a barley wine in front of him. Yes, and I may so, have jumped so the gun he, a little bit here. Uh, he jumped right to, the, right to the spirit. So we will do drinking news in a moment. But first, Ian has other plans. Well, I have to now, try it first because I'm going to have to, you know, play the ukulele for the... Uh, that's true. And you might want to, you know... You know, I have to have something to wet prepared. my whistle because now, playing ukulele is, is thirsty work. I will say this. Here's what the can says about Josh the Boss Hog from Clown Shoes, which, by the way, is one of the more innovative breweries. They are like the... Uh, what uh, ingenious is to us here in Houston, clown shoes is to the Boston and New England area. Yes, yes. Uh, but this uh, is described as a barley wine ale flavored with palm puree and aged, or, I'm sorry, plum puree, and aged in whistle pig samurai scientist rye whiskey barrels. Okay, a lot going on there. Samurai scientist, I <clears throat> yeah, love that. Yeah. But uh, so what this... I, I don't know yet whether this is an American style barley wine or not. Okay, so a couple things. Like, I'm just going off the nose here. <clears throat> mm hmm. It's not as hoppy as what I would guess an American style barley wine would be, but you know I haven't tasted it yet. I'm uh, getting the, the plum puree. The plum though. puree is yeah. right there on the top. The uh, the rye whiskey spice is right there on top as uh -huh. well. It's an interesting thing, and then it's got this underlying kind of uh, malt uh, malt kind of uh, roundness to it. That's really interesting. It's kind of like the IPA we were drinking earlier, the Murphy IPA from Parish Brewing. It's like this is on the complete other side of the spectrum from that beer in terms of style and flavors. 
I'm noting a very interesting look on your face. Is that happiness? It's so good. <laughs> I think it was, I knew it was happiness. Uh, yeah. And those of you who are watching on video can see Ian. This is the face of a happy man right here. That's what it looks like. Just in case, you know, a little little trickle of a tear. It's, I love it's, it. This is this is fantastic. Uh, it's interesting. It's brighter. Uh, in flavor than most barley and, wines, and in color, by the way. I'm used to most and barley color, wines. Yeah, being, they usually, being they usually a little have darker. a little browner color, and this has a, a little bit more of a straw color. Mm -hmm. um, it does have that mouthfeel. It has uh, very little carbonation to it overall, mm -hmm. which mm -hmm. I love all of those things about this. Um, so you know you're drinking an ale. Like this feels like I should have a tankard instead of a, a small cup. Um, it comes in at eleven something percent too. It's actually pretty big. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the mouth feels outrageous on this. It goes all over the place in that uh, plum puree. Yeah. It's really, really like evident in the aftertaste they've all got over a, this. They've got a, a a whole long thing here, which, to be honest, I can't read without glasses because the, the, uh, the print's too small. But I can read this. It says on the side of the can, our mission from Clown Shoes Brewing. Should you choose to accept. To produce beer without pretension while being free and a little crazy. Mm. I don't know. If, I don't know if I'd say this qualifies as beer, being beer with no pretension, though. I mean, to produce a barley wine ale aged in whistle pig barrels is that's a little pretentious, wouldn't you say? It's not a bad thing, but I don't think you <laughs> maybe say it's, it's not maybe it's like unpretentious pretension, mm. like predictable unpredictability. That's right. Uh, okay, I'm following you. It's I an think. anomaly of some sort. Actually, I lost myself. Our friends at Whistle uh, Pig Distillery only release a new version of Boss Hug every so often, a world-class distiller testing the limits of technique style and uh, with a limited release over a decade in the making. Mm -hmm. Here, uh, take take all our money while the... Uh, Oh, here, take all the money when the opportunity presented itself to age beer in barrels that uh, held their latest release of Boss Hog. You could say we were a little excited. We've always admired Whistle Pig's whiskey and our um, shared uh, commitments to pushing the boundaries of our respective crafts. And it felt right to combine forces for a truly special barrel aged release. Josh the Boss Hog aged in the same Japanese... Uh, Umetsu and Umeshu mm. barrels that aged Samurai Scientist, um, the six release, the Whistle Pigs, uh, and the Whistle Pigs Boss Hog series have, having made their way to U.S. after aging those uh, spirits for a combined 15 years. Head brewer Dan Lipke create, uh, crafted Josh the Boss Hog specifically with the with these unique barrels in mind, full-bodied, multi-sweetness, and the addition of plum puree, the brewing process made this rich beer uh, an <clears> ideal <throat> candidate for added layers of complex flavors. From its time in these barrels, cheers to Whistle Pig and to all the boss hogs out there. Wow. Uh, you read all the way through that. Very that good. was a lot. That <laughs> was a lot. Uh, you know what it reminds me a little bit of? Uh, a couple of the Bishop's Barrel releases from uh, St. Arnold. Mm -hmm. It has that sort of brighter. I'm used to uh, barley wines being very like dark, dark fruit sort of uh uh, uh, oriented, but this is a little brighter, a little more champagne-ish. You, you, you haven't will. said anything about the chunks in the bottom of it yet. There, are, there haven't been chunks in the bottom of it. Oh, well. at least I haven't come across them. Am I missing something? You're not looking quite close enough, oh. my friend. See, I don't mind. I don't mind a little residue, <laughs> but when it's chewy, I have to draw the line. <laughs> See, as an IPA guy, I'm used to there being some residue, you know, some hop residue or whatever. But uh, yeah, I don't want to chew on. I'm it. fine with a barley wine that sticks to your teeth, man. 
This is a delicious beer, though. It's it's really really good. I mean, it's really, really good. It's dangerously good, too, because it's not boozy at all, even at 11 plus percent. You feel like you know you have opened something special. And it's in a really tall can. The nose is, is not fa- just a- yeah, right at eleven percent. Yeah, the nose is fantastic on it yeah. as well. It just smells okay. great. Like, really this good. would go great with almost well, any kind of dessert, especially gotta, like a cheesecake or something. Can you imagine? I got to totally tip my hat to Clown Shoes. These mm-hmm. guys are willing to try anything, and uh, I love that about them. Them guys is crazy. Yeah, a little nuts, free and a little crazy is how they describe themselves. So there you go. Speaking of free and a little crazy, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the most popular segment on this program. It's time for Drinking News. Drinking News, Drinking News. Now it's time for Drinking News. Drinking News, Drinking News. Now it's time for Drinking News. A Florida man with one arm said he had a gator for a pet. When asked about his absent arm, he said, uh, I had to take my gator to the vet. Drinking News, Drinking News. Now it's time for drinking news. Cheers, y'all. And since we have uh, a lot of new listeners for drinking news uh, today, let me just explain that drinking news is sometimes, but not always, stories about drinking. But it is always stories that are probably best enjoyed if you've been drinking. And we are. So we certainly qualify for that. So uh, uh, if you don't, maybe you can uh, uh, be be prepared next Saturday when the drinking news comes up and, and have something uh, good to go. So we begin today's drinking news with a survey question. Have you ever been drinking? Yes. And for, and for, oh, yeah. sorry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I jumped the gun it's on It's a that longer one. question than just the, Noted. Uh, yeah. Uh, have you ever been drinking and for one reason or another, you were worried that people might be able to smell it on your breath? You know, maybe you just you know, spotted someone you're attracted to at a bar and, you know, you take a quick hit of breath spray or you pop a Tic Tac in your mouth before you speak to them so you don't make that bad first impression. If you're a professional, you do a shot of Goldschlager. Yes, exactly. Or uh, peppermint chops will work as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Maybe you still live with your parents and you don't want them to know you've been drinking. So you try to use, you know, some mouthwash before you talk to them to, you know, uh, cover it up. Or maybe you just had a three martini lunch and you, uh, you know, (laughs) then chew three sticks of peppermint. That's a a hell of a lunch. So your boss doesn't smell it on your breath. I mean, you know, these are certainly things that happen. And some of them are more effective than others. Seriously. Uh, According to the experts, though, masking the scent doesn't work if you're at levels that would constitute a DUI. Plus, the alcohol smell often comes through your pores, not just from your breath. If you've been pulled over, officers also know what other evidence to look for. Besides just the smell of your breath. That's why a South Carolina man. Sorry, we had a Florida man last week for what we thought was going to be our our debut uh, in syndication. But uh, today, South Carolina takes the trophy. A South Carolina man got in some real trouble after he roared past police in his car at a high rate of speed and then swerved into the opposite lane right in front of them. Which is always a good thing to do, by the way, when you spot a police yeah, car. Yeah, cut the cop yeah, off. Yeah. yeah, yeah, always a good thing. Because you got to think, like, no one who's been drinking would do that. Right, exactly. Like, you have to be sober <laughs> if you're going to do that kind of stupid thing. Officers pulled the man over, of course, and when they got out of their patrol car to approach his vehicle, the man apparently sprayed Axe body spray into his mouth. <laughs> In an attempt to cover the scent of the alcohol on his breath. 
Not only did the body spray fail to work, but officers also discovered a 12-pack of beer with 11 of the 12 containers open and 10 of them nearly empty. Needless to say, the man was arrested. That, that might give you away a little bit, you think. <laughs> Let's talk about this for one, uh, for, you know, for just a moment. Ladies and gentlemen, just so you know, Axe body spray is absolutely disgusting. <laughs> Nothing says I have never, ever in my life gotten laid like the smell of Axe body spray on your person. That's not what the commercials tell yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. I have no idea how this company even stays in business. Uh, but I can only teenagers. imagine... I can only imagine the officers approaching the car, asking the man to roll down his window. And then when he speaks to them, they're assaulted with this heinous aroma of body spray hell spewing from his mouth. I mean, nothing says, please use a breathalyzer on me more <laughs> urgently than your breath smelling like an 18-year-old dumbass who just got playing, you know, just got done playing basketball or mowing the lawn and decides, yeah, I don't need to take a shower. I'll just spray some of this stuff on myself. The man, the man was booked for DUI and spent the evening. Uh, what? What? <laughs> Sorry. Remind me to tell you something. I have a concept game in my mind. Yeah. It's called Strip Club the Game. Yeah. Just remind me to tell okay. you that right. sometime. How it works. That sounds like fun. We'll uh, do it on the next segment or something. The man was booked for DUI and spent the evening in the drunk tank where the other people there spent the entire time trying to stay as far away from him in the holding <laughs> cell as they possibly could. Uh, so the morals of this story are this. A, of course, do not drink and drive. This is why God invented Uber. Use yes, it. Yes. Yeah? And B, if you're going to try and freshen your breath, maybe use something other than a scent that lands somewhere between the bottom of a birdcage and sweaty baby <laughs> possums. I'm just saying. <laughs> Reporting live from South Carolina, where I can assure you that the three worst Axe body spray scents, and these are real, are most definitely leather and cookies, what? marine, and musk. <laughs> you cannot make this stuff up. It's just called musk. Yeah, and or marine. What are you going to smell like a marine? My name Dead is Cruz. <laughs> My name is Cruz, and that, ladies and gentlemen, is your drinking news. Drinking news. That's our time for drinking news. Can you imagine the guy looking around the car thinking, I got to do something about my breath? Strip Club the game Wait, comes with Axe Body Spray. Comes with a paper shredder. Yeah. And you roll the dice. And if you land on the right thing, then you get to put a $100 bill into the paper shredder and it spritzes you with feminine body spray and glitter. Oh, that's Strip Club the game. Yes. I like it because that's about how it works. <laughs> that's pretty much how it works. Yeah. yeah. I've often if wondered. If you like, roll by a next beer, that's $20. I've often wondered, like, <laughs> like, you know, ladies, if you are married and your husband comes home and he's got glitter on him, there really are only two explanations. If he doesn't work at a preschool, the second explanation applies. <laughs> and it's because I don't know why strippers do that, right? Do they do that because they secretly enjoy getting their customers glitter like caught by their wives insidious. later? Yeah. Oh yeah. You can't you can't get rid of that. Are you no, kidding me? No. Yeah. Um my, our granddaughter came over and played this game of glitter. It's been in the carpet for months. Oh yeah. Months. It's insidious. It's yeah. everywhere. Yeah. It's 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 a, it's like Roy Kent. It's here, it's there, it's every effing where. <laughs> uh all right. So <sighs> Wow, that was that was a pretty good drinking news. We haven't had yeah, one that, that good in a while. That one that one was awesome. fun. 
Drinking News, by the way, is uh, one of our favorite segments here on the program, but we are always looking for stories. So if you come across one you think would work, we will happily acknowledge that what's it came the, from what's you. What's the uh, email again? It's st at rfcmedia.com. st at rfcmedia.com. Yep, and uh, you can email us there. You can also email us, by the way, if you just have general life questions, you know, philosophy, or if you want to ask for our uh, advice about something uh, to drink. We don't know a lot about a lot of things, but we definitely know about some things we could recommend to you to drink. So uh, you can do that. Or if you have just comments or you'd like us to read your email on the show, we'll be more than happy to do that. And uh, I have a few emails that are kind of waiting that I want to bring on the show next week. Ooh. So we'll be able to uh, kind of uh, have some fun at listeners' expense. I mean, uh, fun with listeners uh, coming up on next week's show. So, all right, we are going to take a break and we will uh, return to wrap things up. I want to thank you, by the way, if you're uh, listening to us for the first time in uh, in radio syndication. I don't even know yet what radio stations we are on, uh, but we'll get a, a list of them soon and we'll, uh, you know, we'll plug them all like Casey Kasem does on uh, American Top 40, or actually, you guys probably don't know who that is. He's been dead for like uh, half a century now. Anyway, we'll be right back. It is uh, Smoking and Toasting. Our program's all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. We'll be right back. Cheers, y'all. Back it is smoking and toasting. Our show is all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand rolled cigars. I this, love those. This has been show number three hundred and twenty one, and we are so glad that you have joined us for it. And and it's show number one for uh, syndication. So uh, we're excited about this. Uh, we don't like, like I said in the last segment. We don't know yet who all of our uh, stations are, uh, but we understand the list will be growing as we go. And we also understand that uh, you know once we get a list of them, we can say things like smoking and toasting is heard on great radio stations like WXYZ or whatever, you know? WXYZ is one of my favorite radio stations. Yeah, I, I like those guys. They play uh, they play the album versions. That's right. Which is why I like them, you know? I hate the single versions. I miss the whole, yeah. I miss the whole, remember when you used to get an album and you would take it home and you'd open up that big album and you'd put yeah. it on and you'd sit there and stare at all the artwork and yeah, stuff? I miss totally, that. totally. Uh, uh, but you can still do that because vinyl actually is out selling CDs now. In fact, that just happened, I think, this last month. Do they still even sell CDs? Yeah, they do. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, surprisingly, uh, very few people buy them. So vinyl is now out selling them because people are buying vinyl to play. I don't have know, a record. I don't have a record time. player. Yeah. I actually gave away my record uh, collection quite a few years ago. Yeah, but. I did too. I did too. I think one of the most interesting things we talked about today was underrated uh, beers. And I thought just as we wrap up the show, we'd maybe talk a little bit about uh, about different things that we know and think of that are in the world of cigars and spirits and beers that are underrated. And you underrated. mentioned you mentioned Buried Hatchet, which is a stout from uh, Southern Star. Yes, which yes, is in, just uh, north of Conroe, Houston, Texas. Yeah. And I got to tell you, Ian's absolutely right. That is a wildly underrated stout. It's one of the best ones. I'm going to tell you another one, and you got to try this. My wife and I uh, met a friend of ours this last week over at uh, the uh, brewery for Platypus Brewing. Also in yeah, Houston, yeah. their Imperial Stout is one of the best I've you ever mentioned that tasted. To me. And I'm not necessarily a stout guy. You're the stout guy. I'm the IPA guy. But it was so good. I I actually went in and said, "You gotta tell, 
your your uh, uh, brewmaster. You, you guys have got to release this. You got to put this out because right now it's available only at the brewery. I need to but go buy that. Man, is it good! Talk about underrated. Wow, that's that's my thought. You have any others for uh, uh, other categories, perhaps? Man, so I would say uh, I, I've been to. Um, I don't know about underrated. The problem is the rating thing. Uh, I went to Bad Astronaut Brewing last weekend. That's, uh, they've got some good beers. And they have some great beers. Mm -hmm. So as far then they're new, they're kind of new. So right, maybe right. they're just an underrated brewery. Um, beers, uh, Wicked Awesome from Eureka Heights mm -hmm. is an ESB uh, yes. here in town. Yeah, we've talked about fantastic. ESB a lot today, yes. but that's a really good one. Yeah, yes, really uh, good and one. I'm I'm a big fan of the ESBs. Um, that's that's one that I would definitely go for. I will uh, jump into the cigar category and say probably the most underrated cigar that I can think of is, uh, and I think you have to buy this. I've never seen one in a uh, in an actual brick and mortar retail store. I think you may have to buy it from Cigars International. But the Nica Libre, just the standard Nica Libre, in the not, robusto size. Yeah, in the robusto size, that cigar is fantastic, and it's oh, literally three bucks. Like it's, it, I mean, when you find the right uh, sales, three yeah, bucks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's not always that cheap, but you can get it sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And I'm telling you, it's amazing. And and I I loved that cigar for years before I found out who blended it. <laughs> of course, AJ Fernandez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was so. I, was uh, I will go with an underrated uh, cigar as well that just doesn't doesn't get a lot of attention nowadays. Yeah. But the uh, Hoyo de Monterey Dark Sumatra. Oh yes, that's that's a that's a great and that's cigar. a that's a five to six dollar cigar, I believe. Um, now it's been a while since I've had one, but it's five to six dollar cigar as far as I remember it, and uh, those are fantastic, absolutely amazing. I'm gonna I'm gonna jump into the whiskey here. I think underrated the Four Roses. Just the regular old Four Roses, yeah, inexpensive four roses is and quite good. wonderful, wonderful. I'll go, I'll go underrated. I'll say Old Granddad bottled in bond. Mm, mm, mm. That is inexpensive and fantastic. And one more Slain Irish whiskey, Slain Irish whiskey. Absolutely, Man, it's so inexpensive and so worth it. It's absolutely. Absolutely, and you wonderful. tried the special edition that they came out, and with. It's, it's even better. I mean, it's about twice the price, but it's even better. It's, it's even better. It's so good. It's wonderful. Well, uh, you guys are underrated for sticking with us through this uh, entire program. We want to thank you for that. Uh, we will be here at this time. If you're hearing us on the radio, we'll be here at this time uh, every Saturday afternoon, starting at 2 p.m. And uh, you can check us out here. You can also check out our uh, podcast. We're on all the major podcast uh, 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 platforms. And you can find the uh, video version of the show all over the place. We recommend going to YouTube. It's kind of the easiest to see, I think, uh, if you go to YouTube. Uh, thanks to Terry Michaels for uh, sitting in uh, on the controls today and uh, doing a great job. Thank you, Terry. Uh, Adam, our producer in the sky. Mary handles booking for the show. Uh, his name is Ian. My name is Cruz. This is Smoking and Toasting. Our show is all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars, and I'm about to go enjoy perhaps all of those things in the next hour or so. Have a great week, my friends, and uh, cheers, y'all. Cheers,